well, going back to that era, to the 80s, tomorrow, December the 6th, of course, is the National Day of Remembrance and Action on Violence Against Women. It has been since 1991. Uh, it will mark 33 years tomorrow, 33 years since a lone gunman killed 14 women at the École Polytechnique Engineering School in Montreal in what has become known as the Montreal Massacre. Uh, I was a college student in 1989. My trip from home to school went right past the Polytechnique, which is actually up a very long drive. Uh, the University of Montreal sits on top of a bit of a mountain. So uh, you couldn't see what was going on, but we all knew something had happened. And it was back at the time where there was no social media, obviously. There was no internet even, um, at least not one that you could use readily. So we, no one really knew what was happening. It was only as it, as it became clear just how horrific what had gone on there that it sort of sank in um, just how impossibly tragic and awful that day had been. Uh, that day was going to continue to be. Uh, most of Mark Lepin's victims were engineering students, of course. He claimed to be motivated by his hatred of feminists, and he targeted female students specifically. Uh, there were a lot of incredible stories. I mean, these were all really bright women with incredible futures ahead of them, all engineers at a time where there weren't that many women in engineering. One of them was a 23-year-old mechanical engineering student named Annie St. Arnaud. She was attending her last class. Imagine that, her last class before she was scheduled to graduate and had a job interview the next day with what was then known as Alcan. She also thought she might join her brother, who was a missionary working in Zaire at the time, which is now the Democratic Republic of Congo. And Serge Saint-Arnaud, that brother, who's also a member of the gun control group Police Souvient, joins me now from Montreal. Mr. Saint-Arnaud, thank you for your time. Thank you. I guess this, I mean, I was in Montreal 33 years ago, um, coming home from Cégep, actually, the day of. And I used to live right near the University of Montreal, so the bus went past. I remember that day very, very well. You were far away that day, weren't you? What are your memories of of December 6, 1989? Well, I was in Zaire. At that time, I was a missionary, and it was my first appointment as a missionary. And I was very far in the bush, and then I was listening... And then I heard about that event uh, on the radio, explaining that something happened at the Polytechnique. And then I remembered, and I, I said to myself, well, my sister is there. But it took about two weeks before I could get any news from home, because at that time we didn't have internet or any other means of communication. Mm-hmm. I was not feeling so good. Uh, then after two weeks, as I said, I heard I got news, and it took me two more weeks before being able to come back home to be with my family at that time. I know that uh, just by reading her background, Annie was was close to graduating. And I guess one of her potentials was to go into engineering and work at Alcan. Another was to join you, right? Was to join the kind of work you were doing. Yes, it's true. That was her dream. Uh, I don't I don't know how far we could have been to working together because I was really far in the bush at that time. But that was her dream to find ways to help people uh, where I was. I don't know. I mean, it's for me still a mystery, but for sure she was willing to contribute to my ministry. In, uh, in a... When we're looking at just the description, it's so hard to tell what someone was like just from what they did. But but clearly, you know, for for a woman of her generation, she was very accomplished and very smart, obviously. Yes, she was. Uh, uh, may I remember you that uh, she was born in 1966. Mm-hmm. 
and then she was 23 when she was uh, murdered. But as, as you mentioned, she was a very talented uh, girl. Uh, she was very good at school and she wrote uh, poetry, published uh, actually uh, a small booklet on her poetry in uh, 2011. But at that time, when she was uh, at secondary school, she used to play music. She was playing traverse flute. Right. And she she wrote a play about the degradation of ecology. And then she was playing the main character uh, of that play. She was good in science. Uh, and I remember she was insisted on understanding mathematical formulas instead of learning by heart. Well, she was a very clever and beautiful lady. What is the impact on a family like yours? I know that she was the youngest, right? The first girl? Uh, um, she was the, yeah, well, I am the elderly uh, you're the boy. Oldest. I, I have a brother. He's, he's about five years longer, younger than me. Then came my sister five years after. And she is the first girl because of my older sister. She's only two years younger than Annie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was terrible, especially at this time of the year in December. People were recognizing us and asking us oh, or telling us so oh, you are the mother of or the brother of and it was very painful for many many years uh imagine it took us as a family about eight years to be able to pronounce her name among us and it is my father who did so to, to show how deep the trauma was uh, and, I mean, it's very difficult to explain uh, because, as I mentioned, it's not simply a family event. It, it was a national event. It was. Uh, that, that's eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Could say I, mean, I cannot explain why it took us so long just to, to pronounce her name. I mean, I need, I know today we, <laughs> we do, we, we mention her all the time. <laughs> But uh, I, I remember, yes, my mother told me recently, imagine, uh, she was traveling with my father from home. It is about 300 kilometers from Montreal. So it, it took them maybe three hours at least to make the, the distance. Mother told me that all the way in for three hours, they didn't say a word to each other because they expected the, the worst. So they knew that something went wrong, but they couldn't talk about that before arriving in Montreal. And then here, my brother, Sylvain, uh, was the one to try to, to understand what happened and, and moving from hospital to hospital to see if she was still alive or not. But uh, no, surely. And then my, my sister, oh, my younger sister, she told me also recently that um, she she she's still very angry by the fact that she's not able to share with her sister the beautiful life and family she has now with children and grandchildren, and now she is a, a grandmother. Uh, and then I understood that the impact on my sister, uh, her name is Lucy. Uh, she is probably. F- more than than for me, I suppose, because she was so close to to her and the sister. Serge Satan, over all those years, I gather you've still been very close. You, you've spoken to other families. I imagine the impact has been the same on all of them. Well, not every in every family, because we lost track to some of them very early. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were a group of six, seven families members and. 
we decided to do something. And this is how the project of uh, Producer Surian came along and all other things too. Uh, to to say something, to, to do something about violence against women. How has that helped? I mean, it's been a campaign now that's been going on for decades, and it feels like it's it's known quite a bit of success, but it must have taken some determination to continue year in, year out. Yes, uh, it's true. And uh, the blow in that process was when the uh, government of Harper decided to uh, erase the uh, gun uh, the long gun registry. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's mm-hmm. right. So that was very, very tough for us. Uh, but then we decided to move on and fight for the more respect for women and to to, to move on with more, better gun control uh, laws for, for Canada because we believe through that we can save lives of many people. When you look at the progress that's been made over three decades, do you feel like do you feel like there's success you can point to, that there is something that has been done in the memory of, of your sister and the 13 others that is worthy, um, that is worthy of their names? Uh, well, I, th- I think so. Um, I cannot speak about or on behalf of all families, but if I look at mine, uh, where I come from, it's a small town north of Trois-Rivières. It's called Latsuc. And then there is a library, and they decided to name the library on the name of my sister. Mm-hmm. And in other places, in for other families, uh, things similar to that happen here and there. What is important is to remember the tragedy for sure, but also the need to engage ourselves for a better world. This is the message my mother from the very start uh, wanted to, to to do. And she was uh, repeating all the time uh, the need to organize our society or to, to do something in order to prevent any kind of uh, tragedy like that one. Yeah, I guess that is, a, I think you once said that that the legacy of that day had, had sort of disfigured the face of humanity, which is a very strong yeah. way of putting it. Yes, it's about the image. I remember that, yes. You know, we are sacred people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is something sacred in, in each one of us. And then when you do something wrong to someone, somewhere you attack the very core of the dignity of the person. And as a believer, I, I do believe that we are all children of God. And so by doing wrong to each one of us, uh, somewhere we are doing wrong to God himself somehow. So this is my understanding of the spiritual understanding of human life. I would imagine that your faith, um, your family's faith, did help you, though. Yes, very much so. Uh, myself, I am a Catholic priest, and then my family members are very dedicated to and committed to their beliefs. What should the rest of us tomorrow, when December 6th comes along, 33 years tomorrow, it feels like time has gone by so fast. How, sh- how would you like the rest of us to remember Annie tomorrow? She was a wonderful person, and um, I miss her a lot, even now. 30 years later, I'm still missing her. I was I was very close to her, though I was not always at home because I was quite for a long time in Africa. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel sad somehow 
And also I feel, you know, we are sacred people mm-hmm. who can make a change in society for a better world. Yeah, that's helped. That's helped. I think, I hope so. And it's helped you. It's helped the family. Yes, I think so. that's for sure. Because all of us, we have been committed to one in one way or another to uh, to speak about that. I, I wrote myself uh, quite a few articles for newspapers. Uh, my sister did as well. My mother did that as well in her own way. So this is very important for us to speak about her because she's she's still with us somehow. And if you're ever in Letsuk, you'll notice the library is called the Annie Cetano yeah. Library as well. Um, Serge Cetano, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.